Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hi guys, today I'm just gonna jump right in. On Monday, October 30th of 2023, so this week, male human remains were found at a park in Suffolk County, Long Island, the same county where alleged serialist Rex Heuerman lived up until his arrest in July. The male remains were discovered in Sunken Meadow State Park in Kings Park, which is located in the town of Smithtown. This park is 25 miles from where the Hewerman family home is located. This Monday, state police were called to investigate a report of a body found around 1 p.m. The 1,287-acre park is about a 30-minute drive from Rex Hewerman's house. Thus far, it remains unclear if the death is criminal in nature. More information will come out after the Suffolk County Medical Examiner's Office completes its examination. So far, no one's saying when this male person died or how long the remains have been out in the elements. We know that Rex Hewerman has been incarcerated since his arrest on July 13th of this year. So if this person died after July 13th, then Rex is off the hook. We know from one of the witnesses who came forward to attorney John Ray, who represents the families of Shannon Gilbert and Jessica Taylor, that Rex Hurman allegedly was into swinging back in the mid-1990s. That witness claims that her ex-boyfriend, who was a narcotics officer in Brooklyn back in 1996, and she were into the swingers lifestyle back in the day, and they once went to the Hewerman home for a tryst. According to this lady, her boyfriend disappeared for a spell with Rex Hewerman, prompting her to think that Rex and her boyfriend were engaged in some intimate acts. So it's possible that Rex Hewerman swings both ways, if you know what I mean. We also know that one of the victims whose remains were found along Ocean Parkway back in 2010 was a male. That male remains unidentified. He was dressed in women's clothing, leading the authorities to believe he may have been an escort. So far, that victim has not been tied to Rex Hewerman, so it's possible that this latest body may be tied to Hewerman, and it's equally possible that it may not be tied to Hewerman. I listened to a recent episode of The Interview Room about Hewerman and those new witnesses who came forward to John Ray, as well as Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison. John Ray was on the panel, as was Dr. Gary Brucato, a clinical psychologist specializing in the areas of early psychosis, violence, and other serious psychopathy. New details came out during the show that I want to share with you. Now, we know that four witnesses supposedly came forward to attorney John Ray, and two of them gave him and the police signed affidavits. Two detectives from Suffolk County also met with some of the witnesses. One witness who signed an affidavit was that swinger I was just talking about. The other witness who signed an affidavit was working part-time as a cab driver during that same era. Now, during the show, Ray also mentioned a fifth witness who spoke to him recently, but all Ray would say is that this person allegedly tied Rex Hewerman 
to intimate physical acts, cocaine, and crack. If all of this is true, then Hewerman was allegedly dabbling in more than serial murder back in the day. It would appear his secret life was spent in the dark underbelly of Long Island and New York City, where group gatherings for intimate acts took place and where illicit substances were part and parcel of the scene. Hewerman would simply be a horny, middle-aged man who's into paid escorts, sick child pee, and hardcore partying were it not for him being turned on by inflicting pain, allegedly, on young females and then taking their lives and taunting their families after the fact. He is currently presumed innocent, but clearly the authorities believe he is the Long Island serial killer, and he's currently charged with at least three victims found along Gilgo Beach. One of the most interesting ideas that came out of the discussion on the interview room is that part of Hewerman's modus operandi was stalking his victims. Dr. Brucato mentioned some of the people who've come forward to say that Hewerman stalked them. The first person was a young Long Island woman who told the New York Post that she had a disturbing encounter on July 3rd of this year with Hewerman in Brady Park, which is near the Hewerman home in Massapequa Park. The young woman was on a bike, and she said that Hewerman came up behind her to ask her what time it was. He then asked her if she comes to the park often and what her name is. Hewerman approached her a second time as well. The woman was so nervous about the encounter that she called her sister to pick her up, and she also filed a police report. So I'm assuming the hair on her arms stood straight up from her brief conversations with Hewerman, and I'd be terrified too if I was out riding my bike minding my own business, and some six-foot-four-inch-tall giant of a man suddenly popped out from the woods behind me to corner me and ask personal questions. Unless he looked like maybe actor Sam Hewen. He could get away with anything with me. Then there was the female colleague of Hewerman, who said he basically stalked her onto a cruise ship. She had said to him before she left for a vacation, I'm going to be in the middle of the ocean, and you're not going to be able to find me. And Rex replied, oh, yes, I can. And sure enough, on the second day of the cruise, a white envelope came under her cabin door, and it was from Hewerman. He was making a point there, saying, I can find you no matter where you go, which if you think about it, is pretty scary. There was also a young woman who worked for a small architecture firm, and one of her jobs was to take signed and sealed drawings from her boss over to Rex Hurman at his Midtown Manhattan office. She said Rex famously loved guns and was a collector and would frequently invite colleagues to go hunting or shooting at the range with him. Another colleague said that he would gush about his bear hunting trips in particular and how much he enjoyed baiting an area and lying in wait for his prey. The young woman said that when one of Hewerman's employees quit and started her own company, Rex became enraged. Knowing that the lady kept late hours at her new business, Hewerman would show up outside her office building, stand on the pavement, and stare up at the 
second floor windows where she had her business. I'm assuming Huerman had a menacing look on his face as he did this. This freaked the ex-employee out, especially knowing how many guns Rex Huerman had and that he was royally PO'd at her for starting a competing business. The ex-employee and her employees began locking the elevator and the doors. And the message Huerman was sending with this behavior was that he knew where her new business was located. He knew when she was there late at night and he was willing to stand out there like those twin girls in the movie, The Shining, to terrify her. That behavior is like him saying, I'm a psycho and I can get to you if I decide that I want to. If I were that person, I would have wanted to take out a restraining order. That stuff is truly scary and I'm sure it stressed her out. And let's not forget about the former police officer who said that Huerman began yelling at him one day on the train from Long Island to Manhattan. The two had a minor verbal altercation, and the officer thought the altercation ended with that unpleasant exchange. However, when the train arrived in Manhattan, Huerman waited for the officer to get off the train and he confronted him again. The man said that Huerman's comments were, quote, off color, and he said that he felt that Huerman was a bully. I think this behavior also shows that Rex Huerman holds on to grudges. And finally, there was escort Shannon Gilbert. Now, the cab driver who came forward to John Ray and said that she was called to a motel in Long Island in the fall of 2009. And the person who called for Rye was a female escort who had barricaded herself inside the motel room's bathroom. When the cab driver pulled up, a very large man, who the cab driver now believes was Rex Huerman, came running out of the motel room with his hands and arms covering his face deliberately to hide his face from the cab's light. Next, the escort, whom the driver believes was Shannon Gilbert, came running out of the motel and jumped into the cab. Gilbert was crying and upset. She told the driver that this man had placed an envelope supposedly stuffed with a thousand dollars in cash on the table and told her that the money was for her and her family. When the man went into the bathroom, the young woman, believed to be Gilbert, took a peek inside the envelope and saw that it was just filled with torn up paper. I'm assuming maybe she mentioned this to the man and he became furious that she had peeked and that he had been found out, I would be interested to know if the escort and this man had already engaged in intimate acts at this point, or if the escort found out that the guy was going to stiff her before she got down and dirty with him. No matter what, things became scary for the escort, and so scary that she locked herself in the bathroom and called for that ride. Now, if that was Shannon Gilbert and Rex Huerman, then he would have met her months before she vanished in May of 2010 while out on a tryst in Oak Beach, which is adjacent to Gilgo Beach. Is it possible that Huerman was at that motel with Shannon Gilbert in the fall of 
2009 and maybe he got angry with her and then maybe she decided not to follow through with the promised intimate acts that he was expecting. Did she say, hey, no way, guy. I'm not doing this with you if you're not going to pay me. And did he then become enraged? Did he then perhaps hold a grudge against Shannon Gilbert for leaving him high and dry? We can see that Hewerman is a stalker type and that he holds grudges. We also know that he's an avid hunter. Is it possible Hewerman decided that Shannon Gilbert had wronged him and therefore she had to go? as in she had to die? And did he maybe know some of the people who lived out on Oak Beach? Did he know Shannon's driver, Michael Pack? Was Hewerman maybe waiting outside the home of Shannon's client that night, Joseph Brewer? Did Hewerman pay Shannon's driver to help him get his hands on her that night? Is that why Shannon told the 911 operator, quote, these people are going to kill me? And is it also why we heard her saying to the driver, you were in on this all the time. My gut tells me that her driver maybe made a call to Rex Hurman after finding out about Shannon's need to go to Oak Beach for her tryst, and maybe Hewerman headed over to Oak Beach and waited for her to leave Brewer's house. Perhaps Shannon went outside, spotted Hewerman, remembered him from the motel incident in 2009, and knew he was a dangerous and an angry man. Maybe she then ran back inside Brewer's house, and that's why she dialed 911. She suddenly did not trust her driver, and she saw that perhaps her driver and Hewerman were both going to grab her outside and make her pay for leaving the motel room in 2009. We know that escort Amber Costello and her friend-slash-pimp tricked Hewerman into to paying for her services, which she then did not deliver. And Hewerman was furious with Amber about that. And he called her the next day. Amber ended up leaving her home to meet with some John, and she never came back. And that John is believed to have been Rex Hewerman. Did Rex do Amber in because of a grudge he held against her for tricking him that one day? I think that Rex Hurman has a very fragile ego. He's got a big ego, but it's also a fragile ego. Personally, I feel that Amber Costello paid a heavy price for her little ruse that day. When Shannon Gilbert vanished in Oak Beach, it would have been roughly six or seven months after the incident at that motel. Most escorts with drivers are not going to dial 911 when a John upsets them. They're normally going to get in the car with their trusted driver and leave. Escorts usually avoid all contact with the cops. Is it possible Hewerman was playing one of his hunting games out there on Oak Beach and Shannon Gilbert was his chosen prey? The more I learn about Rex Hewerman and the circles he hung out in, the swingers he allegedly swung with, the crooked cops on Long Island who were also into swinging, escorts, drugs, and breaking the law, the more I believe Shannon Gilbert did not die by accident. By the way, the cab driver also said she had another encounter with Hewerman in which he pulled out a weapon and threatened her. When the driver said something like, is this how you treat your mother? She was a female driver. Hewerman screamed, 
my mother's dead. Now we know that would have been a lie because Rex's mother is still alive today. Clearly she would have been alive in 2009. Why did Hewerman lie about that? Had he maybe done in his mother, at least in his mind, each time he took the life of a young escort, allegedly? Is his mother the woman that Hewerman has his primary grudge against. Dr. Brucato also said that guys like Hewerman usually don't come out of the womb pre-programmed to become a serialist. Brucato believes that it's possible that Hewerman was deeply traumatized by the death of his father. Rex would have been 11 or 12 at the time, which meant he was on the cusp of puberty. Brucato also said it seems like maybe Hewerman got stuck in that era, that he somehow never moved forward emotionally. He did, after all, purchase the home he grew up in, and apparently he pretty much left the house exactly how it was during his childhood. The house appears to be crumbling on the outside from years of neglect. Brucato also believes that Hewerman's primary grudge in life is at women, those are his victims, and these young female escorts that he's accused of doing in are likely surrogates for the main woman that Hewerman has his grudge against, and that would be his mom. Maybe. Dr. Brucato was speculating and so am I. We don't know if Hewerman's mother was or wasn't abusive to him. It's entirely possible that she was a very loving mom. However, some of Hewerman's classmates have brought up details about his mother and their relationship. One described Rex as a, quote, mama's boy. Another said that Hewerman had a strangely close relationship with his controlling mother when he was a child. Those details make me think Hewerman was indeed traumatized to the core when his father died and that his mother somehow engendered a rage inside him. Again, this is pure speculation, but so often we find out that serialists were harmed in some serious way in childhood, that either their fathers died or were not present in their lives, and that their mothers harmed them either emotionally or physically or both. What do you guys think? By the way, according to John Ray, the Hewerman's cluttered, hoarder-like house is because of Rex's wife, Asa Ellera, the swinger lady, Hewerman, from what she could see, was very meticulous in how he kept his clothing and his belongings, and Asa, supposedly, is the messy one. Ray also said that he now believes that the reason Asa didn't get intimate with the swingers back in February of 1996 is because she was pregnant with her daughter. Per Ray, Ellerup's lawyer came out to say that his, Ray's, allegations that Asa was home when Rex brought escorts there are not true, and the reason that he knows this is because Asa was pregnant in 1996. The way John Ray interpreted this is that he's now saying Asa's lawyer provided the explanation for why Asa turned down the female swingers offer to get intimate, and that is because she was pregnant. I'm not sure we can 100% say that that's the reason Asa allegedly declined the offer, 
And at this point, Asa is completely rejecting this whole thing and saying it never happened. So it's all pure speculation. And we still don't know for certain if these witnesses who came forward to Ray are legitimate and if they are indeed telling the truth. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.